Thank you, Jesus. A pleasant good morning to you, you and you, Brother Brown here this morning. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Today is Friday, March 27th, 2020. And this is the Master of Arts New Testament Letters program. And we are currently studying the book of Acts. We are doing an in-depth study of the book of Acts that we may get a proper understanding and know the certainty of those things wherein we are instructed. In Acts chapter 14, verses 16 through 17, Luke wrote these words, Who, in times past, suffered all nations to walk in their own ways. Nevertheless, he left not himself without witness, in that he did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. So God, in times past, had suffered all nations to walk in their own ways. We see today we're all nations, we can say, are forced to walk in certain ways because of the current condition. As I've been saying to you a while back, the Lord, he sent prophets to the fathers. They speak concerning things to come. They speak of the suffering and the glory of Jesus Christ. The prophets inquired and searched diligently to see who and what manner of times this was. Unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto the generation of Peter and following generations those things did pertain. And God had allowed the rest of nations to walk in their own ways when Jesus came and walked in Israel. Jesus came, he came unto his own, his own received him not. He sent his disciples to his own own while he walked in the flesh they were despised and they were rejected and jesus was crucified but in the meantime the lord suffered all nations the rest of the nations to walk in their own ways but when christ died the new covenant was ratified without a shedding of blood there's no remission of sins and a testament is without force except the testator be dead and at the death of jesus christ the new testament came of force and when he arose he sent his disciples his apostles and told them to go into all the world go to all nations no longer could all nations walk and no longer should all nations walk in their own ways but god sent out witnesses, apostles, prophets, different individuals to the nations. So Acts chapter 14, verse 16 says, In times past, he had allowed all nations to walk in their own ways. We see currently, all nations are operating in a certain way, in one way. Why? Because of the condition that exists worldwide. All things are of God. All things are of God. And God in times past had allowed all nations to walk in their own ways. But now that time, that period is over. And God is requiring and expecting 
the nations to heed his word. He said, if you draw nigh unto me, I will draw nigh unto you. He sent prophets, he sent apostles to you, but you rejected what the Lord said. You did what you wanted to do. You, with cunning craft words, manipulated scriptures, rejecting those who God sent to you. So God caused circumstances and situations testified beforehand to come upon the whole earth that men may seek him, that men may heed what he's saying to them. I told you numerous times that the Lord wanted you to go. He rejected that word. The Lord wanted us to go and tell men and women about his goodness, about his mercy, that he is the Christ. But we chose a different route. In fact, one man told me, must mind my own business and leave the church alone. But God still say, I want you to set the captives free, to loose them from being bound, held in captivity, bound in the benches for the manipulation of mankind. He wanted them to go. But you despise the word of God. And then the Lord brought conditions where everybody had to go. Everybody had to get out of the building. Everybody's jail suffered the earthquake. Everybody's bond was loose. And the Lord, just as he freed Paul and Silas and even the jailer himself, set all men free that they now all men in his church should go to the nations, go to the people, and tell them about Jesus Christ, for there is yet more to come. There is yet more to come. So God, in times past, had suffered all nations to walk in their own ways. Nevertheless, he left not himself without witness, that he did good and gave rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. But he had allowed everyone to walk in their own ways in the past. Now God is laying out the way that we should walk. The Bible says, and the church, the one church that the Lord built, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. You have men and women and Women making up doctrinal statements contrary to scriptures and having men and women repeat words that are not in the scriptures because they want to draw disciples after them. But all this is going to come to an end because God has allowed the mechanism, the technology and the various things to come into existence that men and women may see the Lord for themselves. So your doctrinal statements and the things you added to scripture are meaningless. He, by his word, taught them. And we've been taught of God. We are studying together. We are learning together. We are studying and learning one from another, recognizing that God is bringing new institutions into being. New dispensations have arrived. And God is taking his people as the light of the world, as the salt of the earth, to go forth and shed light, to go forth and be the curative 
agent in this earth, letting men and women know that they should cease from corruption and darkness. In Acts chapter 19, we see examples of this. Acts chapter 19, what do we see? We see where it says, verse 1, And it came to pass, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus. And finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Then Paul said, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied, and all the men were about twelve. So here we have individuals going out, speaking, testifying about Jesus Christ, but with limited knowledge and understanding. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul was continuing the journey of going to men and women, telling them the apostles' doctrine, the things of Jesus Christ. He came to the coast of Ephesus and found some people who knew about the Lord, but their understanding was not open, it was not complete. He observed the power that they had, which was limited, and asked them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? You see, you shall have power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And Paul saw their lack of power. He asked them, have you received the Holy Ghost? Have you been endued with power from on high? The state that I see you in demonstrates, shows me that you lack light, you lack power. And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard. We didn't even hear that, whether there be any Holy Ghost. He then asked them a question, a pertinent question, pertinent to the day in which we live. He said, unto what then were ye baptized? Christ, Jesus, is the wisdom and power of God. And if they were baptized unto Jesus, they would have the wisdom and the power of God. So he asked them, unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, unto John's baptism. So what they did, they revealed that they knew as far as the preparation. You can be prepared, but if you don't have extra oil in your vessel, the anointing in your vessel, that which will take you all the way, you are still lacking. You are like foolish virgins. He asked them, unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, unto John's baptism. Then Paul began to introduce them to the apostles' doctrine. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. It is important to understand that John was preparing the way of the Lord and the nation of Israel. He was preparing our people to turn to their king, to turn to their Lord, while he walked in the flesh. He was preparing them while they walked in the flesh, 
not having the Spirit, though John himself had the Holy Spirit before he was born, he was preparing the people to receive Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was going to come to them in the flesh. Paul said unto what then were ye baptized? They said to John's baptism. Paul then said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him, which should come after, that is on Christ Jesus. So John was preparing them and telling them, you would be graduated from my baptism to the baptism of Jesus Christ. You would be graduated. You would not be held back, but you would be forwarded to Jesus Christ. And they realized that they were behind. They were virgins, but foolish ones. They had not received the power of the anointing. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. There are many men and women who are keeping you, keeping you back from the power keeping you back from the anointing, keeping you back because of their denomination's position on Jesus Christ. They don't want the power. They don't want the anointing. Neither do they want you to have it. They don't want you to have power because you might go away from them as these disciples had to go away from John to Jesus. So there are men and women that want to retain you, retain your services, keep you in bondage. For their own aggrandizement. They want to exalt themselves and keep you in bondage. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They left the baptism of John, graduated to the baptism of Jesus Christ, graduated to the baptism of the Holy Ghost and power along with wisdom. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them and they spake with tongues and prophesied and all the men were about twelve. So here now they had received power. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. These disciples had no power. Paul baptized them in the name of Jesus, laid his hands upon them. They now had power and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Tongues. They spake in foreign languages. They didn't fake it. They didn't act out something that they previously heard. They didn't have anybody jumping around them saying, repeat after me. We don't see anywhere where Paul was telling them, say hallelujah, say hallelujah, say hallelujah. We see none of that. He laid his hands upon them and they spake with tongues. They glorified God in other languages and they told of things to come. And all the men were about twelve. And he went into the synagogue and spake boldly for the space of three months, disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. There are many who don't want you to take a position on the right ways of God. They want to retain the status quo, but not so with the apostles, not so with Paul. He went into their synagogue, spake boldly for the space of three months, disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. You have men whose eyes are blinded, trying to lead men to a kingdom of light. So Paul went in, blindness in part is come unto Israel, until the fullest of the Gentiles are come in. He went there to bring them the light, and they were disputing, and he was persuading them of things concerning the kingdom of God. 
But when divers were hardened and believed not, but spake evil of that way before the multitude, he departed from them and separated the disciples, disputing daily in the school of one Tyrannus. There are times when you will find there are times when you will find that many will not believe. They'll be hardened in their unrighteousness, in their wickedness. Unbelievers speaking evil of the way of Jesus Christ and you have to leave them. This is what Paul did. He separated the disciples, those who wanted to cleave to the Lord and those who wanted to maintain tradition those who wanted to walk in the traditions of the fathers, making the word of God of none effect. He separated the disciples and he went to the school of one Tyrannus and they discussed. They opened up, they dissected the word daily. So they were in a school, they were being instructed, being taught. I spoke to a couple of men yesterday and I know they love the Lord and they read some of the books, saw some of the movies, they read books by Clarence Larkin, saw the movie Left Behind and took that as scripture. Let me categorically state that the movie Left Behind is wrong. That was a movie, that's a Hollywood production. That's something that they crafted taking poetic license to entertain individuals. That's entertainment. Then some studied the books of Clarence Larkin. He, with the understanding he had, gave his opinion of what scriptures are and what scriptures said. But Jesus Christ, the author and the finisher, stated what would happen. He prophesied. He told us that immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. You see, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, notice that word, appear when Christ who is our life shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. And to them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. So the church, the church is looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. But the adversaries will see him coming. They won't see him appearing because they weren't looking for him. But those that look for him shall he appear. And when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. So the consistency of the word of God is there. But you have to dedicate yourself to seek the Lord and he will open the minds of your understanding to these things. Now, if you're going to be lazy and depend upon those who tell you you won't suffer with the Lord, they also fail to tell you you won't reign with him. If we suffer with him, we shall reign with him. There are those who seek to escape suffering. The captain of our salvation was made perfect through suffering. And if we suffer with him, we shall reign with him. But there are some unbelievers in the pulpits and in the pews who seek to collect, to make gain of you, who will try to encourage you to avoid suffering with Christ. 
And by doing that, you avoid reigning with him. So Paul taught the disciples separated unto the school of Tyrannus. He taught them, he disputed, he made them to know and understand the scriptures. And this continued by the space of two years. So they had an associate degree. <laughs> he taught them for two years. They had an associate degree in the word from Professor Saul of Tarsus. And this continued by the space of two years. So that, so that all they which dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord, both Jews and Greek. You must remember that the Holy Spirit had forbid Paul to preach in Asia. But now, in the school of Tyrannus, in teaching and disputing, those who were of the school of Tyrannus were going out into, the, into Asia, that continent, Asia Minor, and different individuals would hear the word of the Lord, both Jews and Greeks. We're going to revisit Asia because at a later point in time, Paul said, all those that be of Asia have forsaken me. They forsook the apostles. And we see where the Lord spoke to the apostle John, telling him to write to the seven churches which are in Asia. All those things will come together as we continue along our journey. The word says, and God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. God wrought special miracles. Paul didn't do it. It was done by God through the hands of Paul. So that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons. And the disease departed from them and the evil spirits went out of them. There are some individuals that are filled with evil spirits. What am I saying? Some have a spirit of infirmity. Some have a spirit of bondage, of witchcraft, of divination, of lying, of stealing, of manipulation, of being cunning and crafty. And the Lord caused special miracles to be done by the hands of the Apostle Paul so that his garments that were transported to different individuals were so anointed with the power of God that the evil spirits departed when they came into contact with his garments, his raiment. Now, if you notice, Paul had not sent out a word asking people, all those in need of prayer, come. All those in need of prayer, come. No, he didn't do that. What he did, he preached Christ Jesus. Our task and our obligation is to preach Jesus Christ, to present men and women salvation for their souls. Yes, healing for the body will take place. But that, that is not our objective. Our objective is not to call men and women to be healed of their infirmities, to go back to their sicknesses, but to cause them to know Jesus Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preached. And there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew and chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are ye? 
And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. And this was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling at Ephesus and fear fell on them all and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. Now, just as then, in these times we have certain vagabonds both Jews and Gentiles. We have certain exorcists. They claim that that is what they do and all that kind of stuff. Vagabonds, individuals, exorcists, taking upon them to call over people that have all kind of evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus. So they took that upon themselves. Oh, that is our ministry. No, our ministry is Jesus Christ. These vagabonds take upon themselves to go around talking about the name of Jesus, saying, we adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preached. They did not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. They do not know him, but they are imitating, emulating the things that they see others do for their own benefits. And a man called Sceva had seven sons. He was a Jew. He was a chief of the priests of the Jews. These religious individuals began to imitate the things that they saw done in the churches so that they could make profit for themselves. And they went about doing this and an evil spirit answered one of them saying, I know Jesus. Yes, evil spirits know the Lord. He's a father of spirits. He created both good and evil. The evil spirit said, I know Jesus. And I know his disciple Paul. But who are you? The evil spirit did not know them. The evil spirit must bow to the name of Jesus Christ. And they were proclaiming the name of Jesus Christ. So the evil spirit wanted to know where you come from. How did you get into this? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. You have to be called, anointed, appointed. And you have certain weak brethren, weak-minded individuals that gravitate to these kinds of things. They grasp after hearing a word. They want to know what their future is. They want to know their horoscope. They want to know what's going to happen in the future. And because they are weak-minded, not willing to trust in the Lord with all their hearts, not willing to lean on Him, you know, forsaking their own understanding, not willing to suffer with Him, they gravitate to these exorcists and these vagabonds. And that evil spirit leapt on them, wounded them. And this was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling at Ephesus. And fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. Our job, our task is to preach Jesus. Now, as we continue, what do we see? And many that believe came. Listen to this one more time. And many believers came. One more time. And many that believe came and confessed. And show their deeds. Many of them also which use curious hearts. Brought their books together. And burned them before all men. And they counted the price of them. And found it 50,000 pieces of silver. 
so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. There are many that practice magic and sorcery, divination and deception, and they have all these books. They have a whole, they run around with a whole bunch of books about their magic and their sorcery and their divination. And many believers were doing this. And confession time came. And they showed their deeds. Many of them also which use curious hearts. They're going to prophesy to you, but they are sorcerers and magicians. They are vagabonds. A bunch of books that they use that tell them how to manipulate men and women. And they burned the books. And they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. Can you imagine 50,000 pieces of silver in those days what it would be worth now? It's telling you the depth to which men and women went in divination, sorcery, Depths they went in to put men in bondage. But they burned those books. And then the word of God grew mightily and prevailed. We got to get back to the Bible. Folk don't like the posting of scriptures even online. Oh, you're posting the scriptures and you don't explain. It's fine. It's not for you. The Bible tells us that the seed is planted into good soil. And when it finds its way into good soil, that corn of wheat will die and then it will bring forth fruit. Jesus spoke to them in parables that hearing they may hear and not perceive, seeing they may see and not understand, lest he should heal them because they were of wicked hearts. It's like Adam and Eve want to go to the tree of life retaining their sinful condition but God placed an angel in the way to prevent them from coming to the tree of life the word says and after all these things were ended at the end of all these things Paul purposed in the spirit when he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia to go to Jerusalem saying after I've been there I must also see Rome so Paul at the conclusion of the things I just described to you determined to go to Jerusalem and after that, Rome. So he sent into Macedonia two of them that ministered unto him, Timotheus and Erastus, but he himself stayed in Asia for a season. Again, we remember the Holy Ghost had previously forbidden him from speaking in Asia, but now he was at liberty And he remained in Asia for a season, approximately three to four months. And he taught and he preached in Asia. We see where later he said, all Asia be turned away from me. While he was there, the word says, and the same time there arose no small stir about that way. There arose a contention about the way that Paul preached. For a certain men named Demetrius, a silversmith, which made silver shrines for Diana, brought no small gain unto the craftsmen. Gain, 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 mammon, wealth, manipulates the minds of individuals. And Demetrius was a craftsman, a silversmith. He made silver shrines for the so-called goddess Diana, and he brought wealth to the craftsmen. 
whom he called together with the workmen of like occupation and said, Sirs, you know that this by you know that by this craft we have our wealth. So he called them together and said, Hey, you guys know this is how we make money. Like how you see the church. Uh, so-called churches, the assemblies, gather up the people and take them from place to place, take them from place to place so that they can obtain resources from them. So, sir, you know that by this craft, this cunning craft that we practice, we have our wealth. Dear God was mammon. He said, moreover, you see and hear that not alone at Ephesus, but almost throughout all Asia, this Paul hath persuaded and turned away much people, saying there be no gods which are made with hands. So Paul had begun to open the understanding, the minds of the people, telling them there are no gods which are made with hands. Then Demetrius began to show what his true intention, his true motive was. He said, so that not only this, our craft is in danger to be set at naught, the way we make money is in danger because of what Paul and the rest of the apostles are preaching, but also that the temple of the great goddess Diana should be despised and her magnificence should be destroyed whom all Asia and the world worshipeth. So Diana was used as a figurehead, a symbol, to hold the world together in a false religion and men behind the scenes were getting gained wealth and they are the whole of Asia and the world worshipping these idols. It still exists. It still goes on. It's a little bit more subtle, but the same thing goes on every day. And when they heard these saying, they were full of wrath and cried out saying, Great is Diana of the Ephesians. And the whole city was filled with confusion. And having caught Gaius and Aristarchus, men of Macedonia, Paul's companions in travel, they rushed with one accord into the theater. And when Paul would have entered in unto the people, the disciples suffered him not. So they started a commotion and they caught um, uh, Gaius and Aristarchus and they took them into the theater and Paul would have entered himself to speak, but the disciples would not allow him. And certain of the chief of Asia, which were his friends, sent unto him, desiring him that he would not adventure himself into the theater. So certain of the rulers, the leading men of Asia, who were friends, to Paul sent unto him, asking that he would not go there into the theater because they wanted to contain the situation. They didn't want it to get out of hand. Some therefore cried one thing and some another, for the assembly was confused. There is confusion in the earth. There's confusion now as there is confusion then. And the more part knew not wherefore they were come. People don't even know what's going on right now just as they did not know what was going on then. And they drew Alexander out of the multitude, the Jews putting him forward, and Alexander beckoned with the hand and would have made his defense unto the people. But when they knew that he was a Jew, all with one voice about the space of two hours cried out, Great is Diana of the Ephesians. Just like you see many times with um, the Muslims crying and saying great and all that kind of stuff, this was what was being done from times past. 
And when the town's clerk, and when the town, I beg your pardon, and when the town clerk had appeased the people, one of the tasks of human government is to maintain law and order. And governments were instituted by God and the town clerk had the job to make sure that the city remained calm and orderly. And when the town clerk had appeased the people, he said, Ye men of Ephesus, what man is there that knoweth not how that the city of the Ephesians is a worshipper of the great goddess Diana and of the image which fell down from Jupiter? So he started appealing to their customs, their beliefs, the things that they knew, believed in, the way they walked. And he said, seeing then that these things cannot be spoken against, he ought to be quiet and to do nothing rashly. He sought order, he sought quietness, but he knew the people that he was speaking to were worshippers of the idol that they claim fell from Jupiter. Now the Bible tells us of the priests of Jupiter. We still see the priests of Jupiter in our day. We see them, they come around and they dress up so you can recognize them as priests. But these are the priests of Jupiter and they would have you worship the goddess Diana, or they call her Mary, or whatever other name they will put upon them, but they dress that you might know that they are the priests of Jupiter. When they came to arrest Jesus, Judas had to kiss him to identify who he was. But these men drive around with signs in their cars telling you they're clergy. They drive around making themselves known they are the priests of Jupiter, beloved. So then, the town's clerk said, seeing then that these things cannot be spoken against, he ought to be quiet and to do nothing rashly. His task, his job was to maintain law and order. Listen to him. He said, for ye have brought either these men, which are neither robbers of churches, nor yet blasphemers of your goddess. Here it is. You bring a group of men, you bring them into the theater, they didn't rob churches. They didn't blaspheme your goddess. But you can cause things to get out of hand if you continue to behave the same. Because here you are acting in confusion. You don't even know what's going on. Then he said, Wherefore, if Demetrius, he went to the source of the problem. He identified who had caused the uproar to take place. A man whose god was mammon felt that his livelihood was threatened, instigated the crowd, and caused this situation to arise. And they went and they kind of shut him down. Wherefore, if Demetrius and the craftsmen which are with him, he was a jeweler. Demetrius was a jeweler. And he felt like his stuff was being threatened. And he was about to create insurrection. Town's clerk shut him down. Wherefore, if Demetrius and the craftsmen which are with him have a matter against any man, the law is open. And there are deputies. Let them implead one another. He's saying if there is some dispute, take it to the courts. There are deputies, there are individuals that will maintain law and order, and the matter can be resolved there. Then he said, but if he inquire, anything concerning other matters. But if you are seeking to understand, to know anything concerning different things, 
it shall be determined in a lawful assembly. There are some that are unlawful, instigators, insurrectionists, just waiting for an opportunity to rise up. That is what they want to do. And law and order, human government, comes in to maintain the quiet. He says, for we are in danger to be called into question for this day's uproar. The town's clerk pointed out to them that there's a danger. Can be called into question. Things can get out of hand very quickly. For we are in danger to be called in question for this day's uproar. There be no cause whereby we may give an account of this concourse. And when he had thus spoken, he dismissed the assembly. There are times you have to take steps immediately to bring situations under control. You can't wait till it get out of hand. Based on the responsibility you are charged with, you have to have insight, foresight, and foreknowledge of things that are occurring. And then you take steps to <coughs> alleviate the situation, pacify the situation, and make sure that you keep a lid on it. And when he had thus spoken, he dismissed the assembly. Our topic today... Our topic today is, if ye inquire anything concerning other matters, let it be done determined in a lawful assembly. It is required, if any man strive for the masters, that we do so lawfully. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we bow our heads before you this morning, thanking you, O God, for your word, for your great grace and your tender mercies. Lord, blot out our complaint. Help us to walk in the law of Christ. Help us to walk in a lawful manner, obeying them that have the rule over us. Lord, every, let every soul be subject to the higher powers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. The word tells us that we are ministers of reconciliation. The Bible says God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. And I'm going to step away from here that you might approach a throne of grace. You'll find help in the time of trouble. Go forth and invite men and women to be reconciled to Christ Jesus. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.